we have been absolutely aggressively hiring and staffing. I think that the one, obviously the pandemic totally rocked us, but I'll give some backstory. Even before the pandemic, Industrious has not been at healthy staffing levels, I would say probably since 2016. A lot of people don't realize, but we used to operate multiple locations throughout the state of Washington on corporate campuses, and we did not have the staff to do all that. And so it just, it led to a lot of driving across the straight, across the state through the night. I felt like we've always just been just fighting burnout, all of us since 2016. And uh, and then we opened up South Lake Union. So then it was this another layer of just grind and go. And unfortunately, I do think that all that grinding, it just, it, it, it burn out a lot of good employees that we shouldn't have lost. I feel like if we were at healthy staffing levels at that time, we'd still have some really great employees with us that just didn't just run out of steam. And, and that's been a learning for me in this process is that you can grow, but you got to have, you got to have a, a big giant team that can really share the workload because the nature of what we do is exhausting. This is exercise and we're teaching all the time and, uh, and you're on your feet for long shifts in your cleaning CrossFit gyms. Oh, they get messy and, and there's a lot of wear and tear and there, you, it's, it just requires a lot. I mean, back in the summer, I said, we are going to hire and we're going to put our foot on the gas and we're going to hire and we're going to train and we're going to make our training even better and more robust. And we're going to bring in good people and we're going to coach them up quickly. And it's going to make managers better. It's going to make teachers better. It's going to expose things in our, the way that we teach and instruct coaches and that need to be addressed that we can improve on. And, and we've been rallying and, and we've brought on some great coaches and a lot of them. And what's really cool is we're now hiring for, for, for people to start all the way out in April. We're in those interviews. Because what we do now, this is new for people, is we've developed what's called the Coaching Academy. And it's a 30-day period that a new hire goes through, and it's intense. It's three to four nights per week or mornings per week on the floor working with myself or Jeremy or Brett or Ben directly and sometimes it's it, they're working with both of us, the manager and the owner, so to speak, to really learn the way and understand exactly how we want things done and exactly how they need to how things need to be, exactly how we need to coach in a one coach approach, two coach approach, three coach approach, where we need to go and why, where to go first and why, what to look for and why. And so it, there's just an unbelievable amount of training that needs to go into it before we get them going. And but it would take a year for them to get good. And and we're like that's that, that's too long. We our training and onboarding process is absolutely broken in its current state, and we absolutely need to address it. And so we just got to work, and we've developed now, in my opinion, what I would call it the best in class new hire and onboarding program. I'd put it up against like how they onboard people at some of these really great companies. My background is in training and development. When I was back in corporate America, I was on the team that wrote the curriculums that got new hires onboarded. And so I understand how it should be. I just think it's taken us a long time to find that, oh no, we do need this really robust boarding program because it's, it, it also is for our scalability. If we do want to grow, we have to, ha we have to be able to hire and train people people quickly and we need to do that. We need to do 
to train a lot of them. And we need managers to be really good at executing the training and, and trainers to be really good at executing the training. And so it, it goes beyond just like teaching the exercise. It, you got to get into how the facility runs and, and how to work with other people on the floor and create that synergy. And these things are <laughs> systems. And so anyways, we've been hiring like crazy. We've brought on some really exciting coaches that are just great. And, uh, and you know, what's so cool, and this was how it was in my job at corporate America, I supported a large sales force. And what was, what was interesting is that the best salespeople did not make the best sales trainers. And what I'm also learning now is that the best athletes don't make the best coaches. And I think that a lot of times in minds of who's going to coach me, who's this person, are they going to be credible? I think that's what goes through people's heads. And then I've put really great athletes in front of our customers and watched our customers just be like, that was not a good class. That was not good. And then I've put people in there that have, let's just say they're not the most, the most fit or the most uh, competitive or the most experienced as an athlete. I've put those people in front of our customers and our customers like, I love that, that, that class. That was awesome. And so it's, we're starting to really find that avatar coach that works really well on the floor, works in great synergy with the rest of the team. And also just brings the love for the members and brings their intimate attention to the members that are on the floor working out. And, uh, and I think that because I can, we can teach Jeremy and I, Molly, Ben and Brett, we can teach the exercise. We can teach the coaching cues. We can teach all progressions. We can make somebody a master coach in no time, but the personality is relatively fixed. We know what type of personality we need to go for. And we're going for that. We're attracting them. It's fitting, it's working and it's exciting because the team is getting bigger. And that means not as much stagnation. You get contrast. You can't see great unless you see poor. And you can't see poor unless you see great. These things are actually healthy in, in terms of, of leveling up the whole group. We need the contrast. Just like you can't see light without dark. Totally. And I, this is a tangent, but that's what goes through our mind is that it's, it is exciting when you get that really great coach on the floor and, oh man, they're on the floor. This is going to be hot. This is going to be great. And then it's also exciting when you get the change up of a new personality learning their craft and you get to witness that and participate and be a part of it. Totally. I agree with you so much that, that coaching is its own skill set, right? And people who are great coaches, that doesn't necessarily mean they have to be the strongest person in the room or post the fastest friend time or something. Yeah. Because oftentimes when you have an, like somebody who's a really incredible athlete, it's very hard for them to translate those skills over to a person who's like a normal human being who isn't godly fit. Yeah. You know, it, and oftentimes there can even sometimes be disdain. What's wrong with you, slug? Why aren't you getting it? I'm a god. God, rise up. Where a great coach helps meet people where they're at, whether they're at the far end of development and they're very advanced and a, the right coach, even if they're not, if they cannot do what that person does, they can still coach them to greatness. That's the thing about a coach, right? They can coach their skill set up, even if that coach could not produce that result. It's stupid to think that the coach has to be better than the athlete at the thing they're coaching them on. That's ridiculous. It's so it's, dumb. But it is a pre, it's a preconceived notion. Like I was in corporate America too. I spent a long time at Starbucks and there's always the sense of if you were, if you were going to teach somebody how to make drinks, you had to be the fastest on the bar. <laughs> if you weren't the best barista in the place, 
Like, what did you have to train anybody? But it's, it's just a misguided way of doing it. It's not how it works. It's not, doesn't create a great training experience or a great coaching experience for members. And it can oftentimes put a coach in a position where they're set up to fail if they're the wrong person, if they really are on the wrong side of, of the counter, so to speak. So I love that we've developed a system and process. We've identified, oh, who this is really who succeeds and what we're looking for here. And that we hire people who don't even come to us with a, with a coaching fitness background yeah. because we can, we have the necessary components now. We've identified it and built a training program and a curriculum that can put them in a position where they can provide tremendous coaching and tremendous insight and support to our members. And that's something has to be in place for us to scale. And now we have that as something that we offer our franchisees as well moving forward, which is really cool. It really is. It really is. And the other thing that we're working on too, we're just in the process now of building an, an LMS learning management software system that is even going to speed things Helps along. Helps track it. Yeah, exactly. Move people forward through their curriculum. Exactly. And then we can ensure that because of that, we'll stand out like a sore thumb. If somebody is training or being trained the incorrect way, it'll just very obvious to it'll stand out. And so what that does is it is it ensures that regardless of the location that we are working in, that we're all doing it we're all doing it the way. And we refer to it as just the way. It's like the industrious, like there's a way here and there's always been a way here. And we're defining that now. And and it really is making just the training and just the hiring process so much easier because we know exactly what we're looking for. I've seen our training template and document change across the years because we built the first one. I think when Molly and Steven trained, you know, me back in the day, what was that? 2014. It was just like, okay, go get them. And we'll give some feedback at the end, like at the end of the day, and then we'll just get it going. But we started putting stuff on paper. Here's a timeline, blah, blah, blah. And it's changed every single time we ended up doing hiring. It would change. It would be updated. It would be updated. And like, it never felt like we nailed it which is great. It's part of growth. Like what didn't work, what worked moving forward. But now I do feel like we've really nailed it. And of course there's going to be more updates to it. Like we just had a management meeting the other day where it's like, okay, we've hired on a lot of people. I think we have this like really dialed in, but what are some things that could be better in the process and the steps? Can we consolidate some things? Can we remove some things? Can we add some things? Yeah. Like all that stuff's on there, but this approach that we have now, our coaches Academy, the step-by-step approach has really allowed us to bring in somebody with no coaching experience. And we were always afraid to do that as oh, they don't have any coaching experience. Like how good can they possibly be? But we were missing out on so many amazing people yeah. that were such a great person to organization fit the energy and the attitude and who they were as a person was such a great match. And it was like, wow, what a bummer that they don't have any coaching experience. Like well, I wasn't a coach before I was a coach. So who am I to say that this person couldn't be a good coach? If we do this right, that person can't be a great coach and everybody loves them. And we've had some people come to the team recently that are just amazing people. And yes, it's a little rocky the first few days, but it's the first few days of training. That's okay. We've learned and I've learned that coaching up coaches is the same thing as coaching up an athlete. Somebody comes in the gym for the first time. Yeah. They're going to look wild and they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. I don't (laughs) choose my words carefully. Like they don't know what they're doing. Same thing with coaching. They don't know what they're doing, but I'm going to give you one coaching cue after this, after you do this thing. Okay. How to go. Try saying this instead, try moving your knees out in your squat a little bit more. See how that feels good. That was great. Okay. On this next one. Now say those same things, but say it with this tone or say it with this inflection way more fun that way. It's bit by bit. And we see them through these 12 Academy sessions over the course of the month. And man, they start at nothing 
And they were really something by the end of it. And there's continued development after that, of course. You got to get them out there and let them fly on their own. Yep. But they're going to get it. And I'm still going to be there to, to catch you if you fall. It's fine. Exactly. Yeah, it's an ongoing process from coaching development. Having an, a people-first organization, which is definitely what Industrious is, means that there's continual coaching, continual refinement of a person's skills and ability and whatnot. But it's really great when we have consolidated and clarified how we can get them as quickly and as efficiently as possible to a spot where they have a really strong base. And then yeah. we can build on and hone and develop that base moving forward. Because at the end of the day, experience will continue to help teach. So it's always a question of how can we condense things? How can we speed it up and get them to a spot where they're performing? Is there a place where they're able to deliver on the experience much more quickly and more confidently comfortable and for our members where it feels like, oh, this is awesome. This is a good experience. Yeah, absolutely. I think that in terms of coaching athletes, coaching coaches, similar to Jeremy's point, it's all, the end goal is to create autonomy as quickly as we possibly can. And so like with an athlete that comes in you, for the first class, as an example, they got to learn the culture. They got to learn how to navigate the room. They got to learn how the system works. They get, they got to learn you know, how to flow with the culture. And then, but then they got to learn the fitness and these things require teaching. And I think that people are delusional when they think that, Oh, I was going to come in and they're just going to be a dream customer or whatever. No, everybody has has to learn. They have to learn how it goes. And our job as coaches is to deliver that outcome as quickly as possible. But coaches got to have those skill sets themselves. So we used to use the term feedback a lot to staff. And Jeremy and I are in a meeting. I said, we should stop saying feedback. This is not a feedback culture. This is a coaching culture. Let's just coach everybody as hard as we freaking can. Let's coach the athletes as hard as we can. Let's coach the coaches as hard as we can. Let's coach them. There's no reason that we don't struggle going up to somebody and saying, press your knees out in a squat, but we do struggle saying, hey, tone is the same. We got we to hit different emotional connections here. And so we've just shifted our mindset as it relates to Every, these are, every day is a coaching opportunity. Every interaction is a coaching opportunity with staff members, with customers. Coach them. Coach. <laughs> and um, we get really fired up about it. Well, the coaches are integral to the experience. Right. And spent, we've spent a fair amount of time going into this in depth, but all of us who've been to different group-led fitness experiences, whether that's been CrossFit or other types of things that are group-led, group coach-led, group fitness experiences, know the impact an incredible coach can have and know the impact that a mediocre coach can have. And for many gyms, one of the reasons why they fail ultimately over time is that they might have a founder or an owner who's incredibly passionate, and yet they don't have a system or process to replicate or create a team of people who are incredibly passionate, connected, and can do that job very well. So what happens is all of that falls on one or one or two people, and over four or five years, that love and that passion gets absolutely crushed and right. smoldered under. So that's why in order for a gym to be successful long-term, like Industrious has been, or any gym that's a group-led, has that coaching element, they have to solve this problem. And it's a very challenging problem to solve for many gyms. Sure. And it's incredibly empowering to be in a spot where we now have a really deep system that we're able to develop. I think a lot of people will look at hiring and training as like a big burden too. There's a, there's a lot of extra work, especially when it comes to group classes where it's, if I'm training someone, I have to lead this whole class and I'm trying to train this person. So I'm trying to explain a squat to some person, to, to the athlete. And then I'm trying to explain why I explained it that way to the coach that's learning. So I was like, I'm coaching two people at the same time. It's a lot of work. It's tiring, but we believe that hiring and training sets you free. Yeah. Like 
we can train, you can try to do that work as much as you want and coach every single class, but you're not going to have time for things like the Halo Games online challenge. Like our ability to train people allows us and the business and the brand to grow in different areas and in different ways that enhance the experience, enhance the brand. Yeah. And I love it. It's worth it. It's totally worth it. And I love the reframe on this is a way to freedom for our people, for our team. This is how we grow. And this is how we get to that next level, but also taking out the performance management aspect because, or shifting it rather, because I think when a lot of people look at hiring and training, they're coming at it with a very distinctive manager mindset. And a manager mindset is all about performance appraisals, performance reviews. I'm going to give you feedback and a coaching and development mindset is very different. It takes, it's just a different tonality. It's a different emotional quality. You approach it differently. It's not a burden. It's work, but it's not a burden because I think about leading a team. And one of the things that people struggle with the most and hate the most is performance management yes. across the board. Giving people feedback yeah. sucks. <laughs> yeah, totally. It sucks. Tough conversations. Not yes, right. tough yeah. conversations are garbage. They're horrific. People hate them. They avoid them like the plague. Nobody wants to be in there, but everybody wants to be coached. Even they can get the tough love then when they're getting coached because it has that emotional element that's very different than I'm going to put you on a PIP. I'm going to put you on a performance improvement plan. Exactly. Coaching is coaching. You're trying to help them, trying to help them level up for the betterment of themselves, for the betterment of the business, for the betterment of the customer and their team members. You're, you're helping them. You know, Whereas performance management, if you have that mindset, it's, it's, it, you're right. It is negative. And in, in corporate, in my back to corporate America, quarterly LDPs, man, leadership development plans. And it, I was thinking, and even back then I'm thinking to myself, this is silly. Why can't I just coach this person all day, every day and watch them grow. But I get it. You got to do performance evaluation and stuff like that. But I do think with all aspects of, of trying to build a team in leadership, it ultimately comes down to everybody being able to bring each other up and bring up the game a little bit and coach each other up. And then also stick to the way that the experience needs to be executed. And then I think that for a lot of people too, they just, they've it's the fixed mindset stuff. So they're like, Oh, I'm a good coach or I'm a bad coach. And then in the customer's mind or in the athlete's mind, they're looking at the person up there on the mic or in the front of the room. And they're like, that person's a good coach. That person's a bad coach. Nobody's good or bad. I think that people need to like get that out of their heads. Nobody's good or bad at something. Everybody's working on it. Right. And as you're looking at it, you know, even the best person, the best coach, they're still at a place on a larger continuum and they're still growing. They're still learning. They're still coming up with their own ahas. And then somebody that's brand new, they're not good or bad. They're just new. And I think that is it, people, everybody just needs to em- embrace that. And uh, you have some people that are a little bit more talented. Things come a little bit easier. You have those things where the trajectory might be a little bit faster, but the reality is everybody is either getting better or they're getting worse. 